welcome to Movie Quest. If this is the first time that you've listened, this is a podcast where three friends usually watch a film, different films actually, dissect them and talk about them. But today, we have watched 1917. We watched it at the cinema, didn't we? Mm-hmm. We did watch it at the cinema. Very late showing. <laughs> <laughs> Very what? long-winded showing. Half it. I guess the older you get, like, you know, if we were like... Young young boys, we'd be like, oh, half eight, no problem. Let's go to the half ten showing. Yeah, but this means half eight means, <laughs> it mean, well, eight o'clock means 20 to nine start with the interval as well, as I said, we'll talk about later on. And then also doing a podcast right afterwards, it comes a late, late bout. Yeah, it's a mm-hmm. late boy. It's a late boy. But can I just start off the show, first of all? We always usually leave this to the last bit of the show. Yes. But I just want to get there straight away. If you like the show and you want people to listen to it and you want to support the show, please can you rate us on iTunes and also share the podcast with your friends. Mm. just want to get that in there because I usually we leave it right to the end and people might not listen to it all the way through. So. Yeah, people yeah. probably get bored of us probably. talking. Probably. Yeah. And if you've got any questions, email us at... It's changed. The it email has changed. has changed. Podcast at themoviequest.com. Ooh, that sounds so cool. Woo! Yeah, we, we are it. official. We have a website and everything. It's... it's themoviequest.com yes it is oh that's Mm. so cool and if you would like to follow us on Instagram follow us at moviequestcast no follow us on themoviequest what yeah I changed it you changed it? Yeah. Oh, man. It's all official now. It's all the same. Oh, just this got is... one thing to remember, so I can try and remember it now. Johnny will still forget, but... Um... Yeah, probably won't listen to the podcast. <laughs> no, he never does. Anyway. That's terrible. <laughs> real. To be, to be fair, I'm only halfway through the last one. I, what I do is I like to listen to them to critique them, but it's too late now. And the thing is, like, critiquing them or, like, saying, oh, we've missed this thing. It's too late because everyone's already heard it yeah. by the time we put it out. Anyway, how are you guys? Good. I'm... Good. I'm tired. Yes. I was up late last night watching something, and it's uh, it's it's made an impact on my on my day to day. Just because. Yes. Yeah. No, I was watching Mountain Monsters last night. <laughs> <laughs> oh please! If you don't know what it is, please. What is it, Johnny? Can I explain? Basically, it? so good. Like I mean, like it was late last night. I was trying to find something to watch, and I like anything to do with like outdoors and mountains. So I typed in mountains into YouTube, and then up came Mountain Monsters. I was like, is that a band? So I clicked on it, and basically, it's a TV show. It's got seven series that I know of. Seven? Yeah, and it's about this, like, gang of kind of outbacky type people with massive, great big beards and long hair, and they and go like out. camouflage. Yeah, that. camouflage, shotguns and stuff, and they go out and try and, like, find Bigfoot, and they're going to try and <laughs> trap it. Whoa, 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 whoa. And, like, the editing is just, like, scene after scene after scene after scene after scene, like, special effects, like, impact noises. It's... Yeah. Full on. It's full on. Full on. Uh, <laughs> it's, it's intense. Uh, do, you, do you explain the, the, the scene you posted on the on the group before, Johnny? Yeah, because I haven't so, watched it yet. So but... basically, um, there's this guy who I'd say he's probably in his late 50s. Mm. He's got like really long white hair down to his kind of like, yeah, over his shoulders. Uh, he's really husky. And for some reason, because I just watched one random episode of this, he was like drenched, soaking wet. Mm-hmm. Uh, from being under this waterfall, from being possessed by a spirit or something like that. Okay. So in in this episode that I was watching, he was freezing cold, shivering, and he's like, "Guys, we need to get him back to the truck. He's gonna die." 
and like, all the people getting back to the truck and he's like his clothes are soaking wet and they take off all his clothes and then they throw those of blankets over him in the car and then he starts to like get a bit warmer but he's not quite right and then they come back to him like two moments later and he's like oh i'm feeling so much better now guys i just wet myself Wait, <laughs> so he peed himself in the car to what? make himself warm again if i was going to describe this bro i'd say it's like if the Blair Witch Project was made into some sort of like daytime reality TV show, mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, I'm trying to think of something like it's reality TV, but for it's like, like it's like the ghost hunting shows, isn't it? Yeah, it's like yeah. But, like but what's different hunt. with this is, from what I saw of it, they had people like obviously dressed up in capes and stuff. Yeah, like like terrorizing them and things like in the in the in like the their mates. Just... Well, they, they don't. Well, they present it as it being real. But at one point, there's a guy like a, fig, a hooded figure with two torches, and he throws the torches at them, and then it's just like, well, "Who are you trying to fool with this? Like, come on, it's so... who, who is this for? Like, uh, I don't. I mean, someone was like it. We've got seven seasons of it's, it. It's a sort of well. It's, I... I don't think I've mentioned it on the podcast. Podcast, but I spoke to you guys about it. About the there's another podcast which exists, which has got over. I think it's over a thousand episodes dedicated to Bigfoot. Oh, and is this the, is this to go along this with is, it? This is not to go with it, but it just shows the power that some that Bigfoot has. The, oh, here, the yeah, here's such power. Like, yeah. It obviously, I don't think it really affects us here in in the UK, but over in the states, it must be a big thing. Yeah, wow, well, there's a lot of things in the states that are big things, isn't it? Yeah. How are you doing, Aaron? I'm alright. I'm alright. Been away, haven't you? I've been away. You tell us some some tales from your travels. <laughs> yeah, I I went home to the motherland, uh, Northern Ireland, and one major thing is that my car broke before we moved to Manchester, and then my father-in-law found out that the car broke down, so he decided to take us to this like weird farmer car auction place. Does Yule listen to the show? Uh, I think he does now. Okay, good. Uh, he's definitely shout out to you. He definitely he bigs it up at least at the very least, and he's asking me questions about it. So he's quite he's quite interested. It's not music though, because music is like his uh, forte yeah, okay. or cars. So we'll wait we're... around till the end. There might be some music for everyone. Ooh. <laughs> oh, well, spoiler. But yeah, so we went and we ended up buying a car, which is crazy. Nice. Uh, and it's still in Northern Ireland, and it's not here, so it's yeah, completely it was a useless car option, to me. Wasn't it? it looked pretty. It was mental. It was full of farmers. There was like a tractor for sale and like a Mark II Ford uh, Escort. Yeah, I saw that. All original parts, by the way. And like, you all know, like loads of these people, and it was was crazy. It was like, hey, like, was it five hundred quid you spent or something? Yeah, five hundred quid. Can't go, can't go on for that. Well, I mean, we've not driven it yet. (laughs) (laughs) Can't believe you bought a car and driven. It was, it was the thrill, guys. Like, you (laughs) you got got bid for it. You got bid, and never, you know, and you gotta like, so like, who bid it? Was you or you? It was me. It was me. Really? So what do you go? No, I looked at the guy and I just, I just nodded. I was like, just nodded. Yeah, just nodded. Oh wow! But the best bit is because he only was like a city man or whatever. Like he wanted, he wanted to get more for it. Cause he's like five hundred, five hundred, and no one else was bidding because they didn't care about Volvos. I was like five hundred, five hundred, and it just kept going and going and going. And I was like, mate, I've won it. All right, the city guy has won this round. I'm, gl- I'm glad you finally got yourself a Volvo. You've been wanting to get one for years, haven't you? I mean, yes. you were, I know you wanted an old one, but hey, this one maybe a bit more. No, I, I love Mikel's great. Is that the name? Yeah, because it's Swedish and Mikel Blankfist is. From Girl with a Dragon Tattoo, and yeah, just a long story. Uh, second, good. second thing. Um, Heather and I got home, and some someone had moved in whilst we were away. Oh, that's nice. Who moving? His name's 
little little what's the little Richard? What's the dude? Stuart Little. Stuart Little. There we go. <laughs> Stuart Little moved in a little brine version, except this one didn't talk. <laughs> little Richard. <laughs> he is little Richard. Oh wait, he, he? he sang Tutti Fruity. Did he? Tutti Fruity. Oh, well, there you go. Sorry, but little Richard had moved in. Stuart Little had moved in, but it was his. It was his. A mouse well, moved into your house. Yeah, a mouse moved into my house. So. Yesterday we were cutting down the tree, and I know it's outside, like this little critter run away, and I was like, "Oh, it's only outside. It's only outside, so it's fine." So I was playing some Destiny in the front room, and I literally <laughs> saw this like brown thing just like pop its head around the corner and then scuttle away, and I was like, "Nah, nah, <laughs> no way, <laughs> no, no way." And then like Heather came down, and she was like, "What's up?" And I was like, "I think, I think I've just seen a mice." And then she came, like she went away, and then she came running back, and she's like, "You've seen a mice." <laughs> definitely got a mice and I was like let's get the traps out maybe that's inhumane remember when we had a house years ago yeah I do me and Aaron lived together back in college at university sorry Uh, what happened so we had we had mice living in our our house for for, for like a year we were there yeah mice the whole, whole time and I'm pretty sure uh, I lived on the bottom floor. And I'm pretty oh, sure they lived no. in my room at parts, yeah. parts of it. <laughs> like, you were you were so I was like the, you were freaked out. I was like I remember putting like towels on my door, <laughs> yeah, yeah. trying to keep them out, and, it, and they could hear rustling at in. night, yeah. and it just is horrible. But at one point you caught them, didn't you? you I, somehow I caught them. them. I caught the mice, trapped it in my room, and caught it in a plastic box but i didn't have the lid for the box so i used my shirt oh, to yes. like cover the top and then i put like the lid over the top right yeah. and then you put books on top of it yeah yeah I put books on top of that <laughs> and then i went i had to go to uni so i went to uni and left the, the mice like inside this plastic tub i came home and i was like oh there's a box in the middle of the kitchen that's weird and it's got all this stuff on top of it hmm, that's odd this is before the days of whatsapp by the uh, way and i looked underneath I can't remember if you told me there was a mouse, but I looked underneath into the box. I couldn't see a mouse. There was nothing there. I was like, oh, maybe they caught the mouse and it escaped or something? I don't know. And what it had done is it like somehow managed to like eat its way through the top of your shirt. My shirt, shirt my yeah. nice shirt, yeah. yeah. And it was like sat in between the shirt and the, t- and the top of the, the box. plastic top, yeah. So I, I was just stupidly, I was like, oh, well, it's not there anymore. So I started moving it out of the way. And then suddenly, shoom! He jumped out and ran into the kitchen again. I was like, oh, no. All this time, he took to get into my, the box. How did you get into the box originally? Oh, it was, it was effort. I remember like having to clear everything out in my room. Like, So it's literally just like the <laughs> bed. You in the mouse. Yeah, was, was it like, like, is it like Green Mile where you have to empty the whole... The, you're in Green Mile. You have to like pull all the um, all the cushions out of the, out, of the, out of the... No, he empties all the furniture out of the out of the, um, uh, the the room that they keep him in on the room. So. Yeah, there's a cell where they put them in yeah, yeah. solitary confinement and it's, yeah. got, it's full of stuff so they empty it all out and then eventually they, they find this little mouse in there don't they and they knit it into it. anyway whatever yeah, you have to empty your whole room yeah and my whole room it took, yeah. took about 45 minutes to an hour to catch that bad boy and I was like wouldn't let it get every time I tried to like run out of my door I was like no no getting in front of it so that it couldn't like get past me and then I eventually I caught it again and then we like went somewhere took like took it and like set it free um and then a couple of weeks later or i don't even know how many days later it was back it was again back. <laughs> so you've still got the mouse in your house snap right now in in in, in manchester Stopport. yeah you were yeah it ran down into the basement yeah oh i'm getting some traps it's it's going it's going or oh, we're gonna buy a cat <laughs> yeah buy a cat that would that would, that would probably borrow a cat I can borrow a cat. I think Johnny might know where there might be a cat in yeah, the house. Yeah, you feel uh, you know, I'm not the only one. I'm not the only one that's got some uh, mice slash rat killing experience. Yeah, yeah, I've got a lot of experience with the mice and the rats. Flipping heck. But 
<laughs> you didn't that's know a, that's a story for another time. Yeah, yeah, maybe maybe if a listener emails in and asks specifically one, to hear the one, story. I'll just say one particular moment that was frightening was uh, living in Manchester again. Oh, no. I, I had my work bag right next to my bed full of like sweets and samples and stuff for, yeah. for work. And then I could hear this rustling and rustling. So I open the bag and then out jumps this mouse like inches away from my face <laughs> as I'm in bed trying to was sleep. It, was it trying to attack you? Yeah, that was the start of a two-day siege. But anyway, we can't, we can't, we don't have the time. So we, what did we watch tonight, Aaron? I've already said. Oh, yeah. One, said nine, nine, seven, one. Yeah, that's like, that's, a, that's no, how that's you say 1971, it. 1971, 1917. 1917. One, one, seven. Seven. That's what we saw tonight. Did you? What did you watch tonight? Uh, yeah, I watched 1917. Oh, no, we watched 1917. I watched it in two parts. I watched a film that was well, well-renowned. <laughs> oh, like the whole please. like the whole thing about this please. film is that the whole it's all shot in one go. It's all one take, one scene. Well, with it, with it. I know they 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 they, they, they fudge it a little bit. No, no, no. There's the black eye bit. Oh yeah, and that. But I mean, pretty much, it's all one long Excuse scene. And uh, but for some reason, we decided to go to the cinema it's to do with timings. We went to the cinema that has an interval in it. We went so to was, the beautiful yeah. Rex Cinema in Elland. It's mm-hmm. a beautiful cinema, cute. full of character, full of character and body and shape. We were greeted with. I don't know why I said that. Uh, an organ recital of classic uh, World War Two uh, songs, uh, Vera Lynn, yeah, Dad's um, Army, Dad's Army, and several others which I'm not too sure of. Um, yeah, it, I, th- I think the cinema is about uh, what I think it's over a hundred years old. Oh yeah, I think because I saw there's a, a little museum, a little museum bit. There, there was a projector there from the ni- 1920s. Mm. Um, yeah, it's been around there for a long, long time. Yeah. Um, and yeah, last time I went there, I went to see Christopher Robin, and there was about eight people there. But there must have been way over a hundred there tonight. There's a lot of people there. So it's nice to see a little independent team are doing well. It is nice, and it's interesting because Christopher Robin would be a film that I wouldn't mind if it had an interval. I haven't seen Christopher Robin, so it could be wrong. This was the worst film to do an interval in. It's probably our own fault, though, for going yeah, to that I, place. Yeah, I don't want to blame the rest of them because it's not their fault. It's our fault. For for ch- choosing that, yeah, because mm-hmm. I, 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 I adore the cinema, and I, I want people to go and and watch films there. I just, from my own sanity, wouldn't have asked for an intermission. I wouldn't have wanted an intermission in this kind. Oh yeah, of yeah. Th- film. This film doesn't really support it, but you know, sadly, how they make the money isn't it? There was a big, massive queue for ice cream. At, oh, it's, it's <laughs> yeah, yeah. There's twenty people queuing an, up an for it. Yeah. And that, again, as I said, I don't, you know, I don't want to belittle. Neither, but now that I've got that off my chest, I feel like we can, we can talk about it. Right, let's talk about 1917. Yes. Okay. I'm going to short synopsis. Yes. Two young British soldiers during the First World War are given an impossible mission: deliver a message deep in enemy territory that will stop 1,600 men and one of the soldiers' brothers from walking straight into a deadly trap. Hmm. There's a couple other synopsises, but I think that depicts. Yep. The, the the story, yeah. So it kind of starts with um, uh, the uh, younger brother of the two um, picking up his uh, uh, his fellow soldier mm. and uh, going off to start the missions, isn't it? Yeah. Uh, and it starts in kind of a peaceful setting, and from there through to the end, you go through like war zones, 
enemy territory and um, uh, friendly territory and it just like the camera just follows it the whole way through mm. so it's tries to have a continuous shot throughout the film mm. there are some bits where you think okay they probably definitely cut that mm. there um, but that kind of just draws you in I, feel, I think like, so yeah. just heighten the tension the whole it, way through the film it's, so it, 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 let's talk about well before we talk about the two stars but it's, it's not unlike Dunkirk in a sense that Dunkirk uses the to give you that like I'm on edge feeling whereas this has the um, you're not really going to lose stopping. yeah it doesn't stop once it starts you're on this sort of like trip or journey mm. with these mm. two people to the end that, you know and when they're sort of jumping through enemy territory or whatever they're doing you're sort of like oh, are they going to get shot at or is this going to happen you know and yeah, it's it's pretty it's gripping and I think that that whole like one shot idea was it worked Pretty well. I think there's been a couple of other films that have done that, but it's probably one of the bigger... The, fir- one, the first ones I've seen, like sort of big Hollywood productions that have done, done this sort of one-shot um, film, I thought it was pretty good. So it's directed by Sam Mendes. Yes. Um, who also directed uh, Spectre, last James Bond, Skyfall, Away We Go, which is a good film. American Beauty. Yeah, American Beauty. Did he actually? Yeah. Jarhead. Oh. Like, did he direct? Or? Yeah. Oh, it was the lady that wrote it, though, right? And uh, wrote a edition as well. Oh, so yeah, I mean, film. like he is. That is a good. He gives a good section of films. of films. Yeah, definitely. Um, I would say, what's interesting about just to start off is I don't know if you saw at the end he dedicated it to. Yes, yeah, it's, uh, it's, it's his grandfather, isn't it? Yeah, it's cute. This I so, saw this. So I think a lot of basically a lot of the, the, the uh, stories or a lot of the uh, things that happen in the film are directly from his granddad from yeah. different stories that yeah, happened throughout the cute. war. Very, very um, cute. But yeah, so that that was really, yeah, really cool. Seeing that, seeing seeing that, like he's taking those then to honor his granddad. He's like actually putting it, put the film together, and like obviously he's made it into a film you want to watch. So he's tweaked some bits, but yeah, it's really cool. Yeah, obviously, yeah. But the the idea is a is a wonderful idea, and it's nice that he paid homage because in the interview or maybe it's a trailer, he says that he had the idea from for the film very very early on in his career. He just wasn't at a point where he could have made it, which is, you know, it's nice that we're getting to see that now. Um, so the two sta- two main stars of the film, yeah, the, the yeah. two main soldiers. That are, there's a few cameos throughout, isn't there? But we won't tell. I guess I'm not going to say what they are because no, kind of it's nice not knowing. You see, have a bit of a reveal. Yeah, just. But the two the two main actors, uh, Dean Charles Chapman, who's uh, Lance Corporal Blake. I was like, who is that? All the way through the film. Yeah, we were all of us were like, and it turns who? out he is the one of the he's Tommen, isn't he from Game of Thrones? Tommen he's, from Game of Thrones. He is the sort of nice king. Oh man, I've just put something together there. Oh my goodness! Well, he's his brother. You'll have to watch the film and find out. He's his brother. Oh, his brother's from Game of Thrones. Oh yeah. Are they? Yeah. No way. Is yeah, he's. The, the brother, well, I don't, want to, I don't want to ruin it, but the brother is. No, wait, is he not one of Cersei's kids? He's, no, he's Cersei's child. What yeah, he, yeah he's it's the, Tommen, the king. Yeah. Yeah, that guy. Yeah. Yeah, and then. I, the, I thought he was related to the other, his brother, but his, no, other, his brother no, is no, in no. Game of Thrones, though, so. I'm not gonna say, I, don't want to I thought they were literally it related. Is, but yeah, um. so he's also in Game of Thrones. And then the other, the other um, main character in the film, Lance Corporal Schofield, is played by George Mackey. Uh, Mackay, 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 yeah, yeah. Mackay. Yeah. I don't think I've really seen much of him. I think he's probably a new up-and-coming guy. Yeah, he's in Captain Fantastic and uh, Peter Pan and a few other things. 
Um, obviously, he's yeah. He, he was. I thought he was pretty standout as being amazing. The, act, the acting he did was just the whole. Oh yeah, he, he was really good. I really enjoyed that. I that, think that character. both their performances in this film were absolutely standout. I thought they were really, really good, mm. yeah, really, really powerful. I think it was nice not to see like a big main actor because you could definitely relate to these kind of. Because they're kind of like nobodies in in their yeah. army. They're not like yeah. uh, like sergeants or anything like that. They're I, just kind of cannon fodder who's yeah. been sent on this mission. And the only reason why they've particularly been chosen is because one of their brothers is yeah. uh, in the uh, unit that's been sent out in the morning. Yeah. Um, so I think that works really well. Just having yeah. some people you don't really recognise that well. And you're reminded of it time and time again by you know when they're interacting with other members of of the army, mm-hmm. where they're like, "Who are you? What are you doing here? Well, who's this guy?" Like constantly, like even at the end, they're like, "Who's this guy? Like, what's he doing here?" Yeah. And you know, it, it just it made it really believable. And even the all the sort of B characters with all the different accents and stuff, and like, mm. I don't know, yeah, it just felt really kind of real to me. I think one of the things I quite liked about the film was that there was a time limit set on the film. Yeah, so they say, yeah. right, okay, this is happening tomorrow, so you've got until this time tomorrow to get to get this message to the unit to stop it from going going through. And they said, right, you've got, I think they said there was like 12 miles or something they had to cover. Yeah. Uh, and then they got to another point and said, right, you've got eight miles to cover. I'm sort of calculating that in my mind, just like, okay, so this is where he's got to go. And then he's like, so there's a lot of detail in the actual uh, logistics of how the film moves yeah. around, which are, which are quite liked. What's the, I mean, the fact, the fact that it's all the one take sort of feel of the film is like, yeah, it's cool. That's really cool. But the actual logistics of actually making that must have been an absolute nightmare. Like the amount of, um, of extras he had and the, and the mm. amount of like... Um, uh, what they're called, the trench amount of trenches. Uh, oh yeah, yeah. The, set. Yeah, yeah, the set. Yeah, and, stuff, and, how, to, and how hard to stitch together. Like obviously some of it were cut. There's obviously some hidden some cuts in there, and there's a couple of little bits of CGI. Yeah. But it was really well done. Like if this doesn't win, I mean the problem is it because it's coming out just at the start of January. Mm. When the gets the next the Oscar season, it might be forgotten about. But if this should yeah. we should win. Oh, it'll like, win. It'll win. It's already won some stuff at the Golden Globes. Um, earlier this week, I think it won ten awards, maybe? Oh, nice. or it was nominated for ten. Wow. Won ten or nominated for ten? Not too sure. It'll definitely. But um, from what I was reading before, I think it was technically released in 2019. But I think uh, we're just getting a UK release now. Oh yeah, sorry, I'm just looking at that. Yeah, it is 2019. Um, oh okay, so it's getting in there. So in, in, yeah, maybe it is already. I guess the nominations to the Oscars are out. Um, Maybe they're already out now. Let's have a look. So, wait, so then the, this is probably put against Marriage Story then for, like, acting-wise. Potentially. I know that you guys haven't seen Marriage Story, oh, but... Oh, sorry. Yes, yeah, so... Um, oh, no, this is predictions. Sorry, ignore me. Like, so you, we, so you guys haven't seen Marriage Story, and the acting in that is pretty good, and the acting in this is pretty good. Very, I would not like to... Are, aren't they? Quite different sort of things. And But in terms of just, like... Picking some, yeah, it'd be difficult. You've got to pick a winner. I would hate to be the person yeah. who has to choose that. I don't know. I don't know. How, like, are Golden Globes voted? Is it votes by people or is it just like a board of people? Oh, it's, for, it's the foreign fair. press, I think. The foreign press vote. Oh, do they? Yeah. Oh, okay. But um, so there's some parts of this film that 
were very uh, pretty much breathtaking. Yeah, yeah. Mm. A couple because when you know you think about war films, you think, oh yeah, I've seen that before. Yeah, I've yeah, seen a lot. Yeah. How, how can you come up with something new? You've seen it all before. But there was a few scenes. Oh yeah. Are, oh, not scenes, okay, a few areas of this film where I was just blown away. Probably the standout one for me was when they were running through the city. And the, the flares are going yeah, off. Uh, yeah, the, 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 the shadows and the, oh. the lights. I've never seen that before. Oh. It's like oh, mo- it moving good. light. It felt like it was like a John Wick sort of like <laughs> end sequence, you know, where they're like in, oh. in a nightclub or something, but it's like, like the lights are flashing, but it was like, it was, and the music going yeah, through it, it was yeah, so yeah, beautiful. Yeah, yeah. And the way it starts and it's like the music is really quiet and it's really simple. And then it literally, when it does that like sort of, pan down and you just see him stood and he's just looking at the city and then just boom the music just goes like doesn't it in a way i thought it felt kind of like uh like stage play with all the set design and things like that in a beautiful beautiful way in a way that like a lot of lot of like plays as you're watching them the sets will update and change around yeah i guess so yeah and then how the user that how the lighting changes to sort of come but that was like i just think i've ever seen I don't think I've ever seen a show or a, a film and even do that sort of thing with it. With the light, light, I only have one source of light in the yeah. whole in the whole scene, and just have it from a a, a flare that's moving, and it's yeah. like that's just it's like hard because it's like if you actually just film that normally with like with like just flat lighting, yeah, what he's doing isn't probably that interesting because he's just sort of moving through the rubble, yeah. But by adding that extra element, yeah, it yeah. sort of it elevates everything and it makes everything more intense and you sort of can't see certain things and it makes the sort it makes the um the mystery of because the city has Germans in it and he comes across him oh, and you just like not it's almost it comes into like almost like a thriller or a horror film or something. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Because this is when he like I was just wanted to say like this is when he encounters the most amount of Germans like and at this point I was genuinely I was terrified mm-hmm. like I was ter- like when he saw that dude across the. The, the courtyard. courtyard. Yeah, I was like, know, "What are you doing? Didn't know what are you doing? Why are you running? Yeah. Why? Because it's like, who even cares if they're English or not? Just run, just run." And then, oh, even the bit where like he's getting chased by the two Germans. Ah, uh, man. Like, and it was nice, not nice, but it was good that the film made me feel like scared again. Because there's mm. so many like war films that I've watched recently, or you know, that just didn't grip me in the way that maybe this did or maybe like Saving Private Ryan. Mm-hmm. I mean, this film like has got just like a winning combination. So it's Thomas Newman doing this, the score. Oh, yeah. So, you know, it's got a great back catalogue. And then it's uh, Roger Deakins doing the cinematography. So that's Blade Runner, Skyfall, No Country for Old Men. He's bad um, He's bad Sicarios, boy. Prisoners. Um, so, you know, having those two people like on your team very like helping good. to make the film, um, you know, I think that's what's made it like potentially one of my favorite. Well, it's definitely my favorite film I've seen this year. But mm. yeah, if uh, if we were doing uh, doing some scores for last year, things might be a little bit different. Maybe. Yeah, yeah. So as we sort of bring it to a close, has anyone got any? I don't know, gripes with it because we've 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 sort of. Been really my, my my only criticism from what I can see is when they they're underground for a bit, the torches that they had were like absolutely blazing light, and that probably wouldn't have been right. But yeah. like, how else would we have been able to like see the what's going on? The, what's going on? So, mm. I mean, it's it's not really a gripe, like yeah, but yeah, 
this is the minor historical yeah yeah, <laughs> yeah but like how, how well like we won't be able to see anything what's going on so yeah. it's not really a gripe it's just an observation i guess i don't really have any gripes to be honest i really like the film all the way through pretty much mm. um i guess the only thing with it was that i was just like who's who's that guy who who is he, I <laughs> he. I was, that, that, that was sort of all reminded a lot but there's a, I get so mentioned the the city scene, but also just before that, when he I don't maybe I think it's before that when he meets um, the French woman. Oh, it's, it's, mm. it's, yeah, it's in the middle of it. Yeah, that was that was really good as well. Like it's I liked cute. how they paced the film with mm, that. Mm. They sort of had this like because if you think about it, it, they can't have the entire time be really intense. It has to have a little mm. bit of a break, and you've got a little bit of a human moment as well, which mm. is like a it's lot beautiful. of films just sort of. A lot, a lot of films would miss that, and yeah. like films like this, Saving Private Ryan, the sort of classic sort of mm. war films that but but still have that human connection. Because there wasn't really many characters in this film, really. No. It's only a couple, and and it was really nice to see to have that scene. I just thought I, I loved that whole uh, element and the, and the little interaction with the baby. It was just, just like really moving, moving in. Um, yeah, I, that, yeah, it was a really good film. It's it genuinely like if if I wasn't sat in a cinema full of people. Like that bit right at the end, like when he sort of turned the picture over, I I I probably would have cried. You know, I was thinking about this. I was thinking this might be a question for the future episode. I'll have a think about it. But have you have we ever watched a film in the cinema and cried? Is there yeah, oh yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Okay. I'll be curious up. what films you cried at. I've never cried at a film in the cinema. Um, unfortunately. I, I like. Yeah. If I wasn't sat between you two. There was a bit where, because like the thing is, it was because I knew that it was like Sam Mendes is his granddad, and like not mm. like you know, and it's just like this like whole when he flips it right and says, "Come back to us." I was just thinking, I just saw Sam Mendes is granddad, and just thought he probably had a card that said that, yeah. and I just it, it just like hit me like right right there. It's really nice. It was really good to see the British army <laughs> represented as well yeah. in like a Hollywood film. And the World War One as well. You don't really see much of World War One. Um, it's not like overly patriotic or anything else. No, like it's no, just no, kind no. of like it's just telling the story of yeah something that happened. I guess yeah. in, I in, think in some form. Another companion, a good, a good companion piece. of This would be they shall not grow old. The documentary that um, Peter Jackson did, where he went and restored oh, a bunch of the old World War One footage. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. That beautiful. was like beautiful. It's not. It's a bit lighter and a bit of like oh they weren't. It wasn't all terrible. They actually had camaraderie and like a bit of like you're able to make yeah, fun yeah. out of the horrible situation they're in um, but that's a really good really good doc if you, anyone wants to go find that I, I think the only thing that was like I would say again not it's not it's not the Rex's fault we went to see it there and we knew that there would be an intermission I think the impact of the the brother's death which are we spoiling it? yeah it's fine I mean people are going to okay so I, I think the impact of the brother's death was kind of wrecked because even though they cut it at a point where some dudes were like peeing at, on a wall and it's sort of like a calm moment he gets into the car and then they're all chatting and he's it, got yeah. this face mm-hmm. and the music is doing this thing and i was like that would have landed for me personally Probably. so yeah. much harder if i didn't have a break yeah <laughs> but ultimately we don't live in a perfect world so things can't go can't be perfect and can't be yeah. exactly as you want them yeah, all the time yeah i just i don't know so uh, it sucks i understand yeah i get it it's probably the, the worst film to go choose to watch a film with intermission because I mean, it's yeah. all one thing but yeah. yeah but at the same time like i did stop the irishman three times and <laughs> 
the other film that Johnny liked. Not by Northwest. Northwest. So I can't really talk. Anyway, if you enjoyed 1917 or 1917, please email the pod at pod at moviequest.com. Podcast at moviequest.com. Oh, thank you. See, I knew that. I, I would be wrong. Or message us on Instagram at the moviequest. Yeah. Oh, man, I'm not going to get used to that. I will get used to that. <laughs> but yeah, uh, thank you very much, boys. I really enjoyed coming down and I'm watching that with you. It was a good, it was really, really good film. Yeah, I enjoyed it. it was, I'm glad we watched it today. Yeah, me too. Me too. Thanks very much. See you later, guys. Bye. See you later.